Hey there. Okay, here's something I never expected to say. I've got a funny, kind of sweet story for you about health insurance. Okay, maybe sweet and sour. Here it is. As we record this, it's November, which means it's open enrollment for lots of people. Time to get next year's health insurance figured out. And a year ago, Ellen Hahn and her husband, Drew Johnston, were hustling to get their health insurance set up for 2023 in the most creative possible way by crowdfunding a creative project. They posted a video, of course. Hi, I'm Ellen, and I need health insurance. And I'm Drew, and I also need health insurance. Ellen and Drew work in Hollywood, acting and writing, and folks in that industry get their insurance through the unions. But they only get it if they've racked up enough wages for union work over a 12-month period. So they'd been on Ellen's insurance through the Actors Union, SAG. But last fall, as they explained in that crowdfunding video, their union insurance was not looking like a sure thing for the coming year. Right now, Ellen is $804 short. So we're making a short film. And that short film is called Ellen Needs Insurance. The video outlined their plan to employ not just Ellen, but other actors who also needed a little help getting over the finish line to qualify. Also, which brings up the next point, are you an actor that's close to hitting your health insurance? Then please get in touch. Yes, we want to cast you. We want you to have insurance. And if we raise more money than our goal, we will use all of that only towards casting more actors and getting them insurance. We'll add parts. We don't care. Yeah, this isn't Shakespeare. This is a script we wrote. We'll add parts. We can, we'll make them up. That was a year ago. And spoiler, they did make the film. Of course, now they need insurance for 2024. And Ellen's union spent a lot of 2023 on strike, which has narrowed down the opportunities to earn that insurance again. So I wanted to talk with them. This is An Arm and a Leg, a show about why healthcare costs so freaking much and what we can maybe do about it. I'm Dan Weissman. I'm a reporter and I like a challenge. So the job we've picked here is to take one of the most enraging, terrifying, depressing parts of American life and bring you something entertaining, empowering, and useful. Ellen and Drew met at a wedding. I was friends with the bride and Drew was friends with the groom. And at the bachelorette party, Emily had been like talking about all the single guys that were going to be at the wedding, but she had forgot to include Drew on that list. So I was like, just, I was like, why is this guy talking to me so much? He's probably got a girlfriend somewhere. Turns out I didn't. And then uh, <laughs> we ended up starting to date almost immediately after that wedding. By then, Ellen was earning enough as an actor to qualify for health insurance, starting with an ad for Xfinity Internet and a recurring role as a law student on how to get away with murder. Ms. Shapin, can you tell us what the Fifth Amendment is? The Fifth Amendment? Um, right, it um, assures your right to protection from self-incrimination. Are you asking me? No, that, that's my answer. And it's a correct one. Getting that insurance was a big professional milestone. More than 85% of SAG members do not book enough union work to qualify. It takes about $26,000 across a one-year period. And, you know, of course, most actors, Ellen included, pick up other work on the side or even hold down a day job. For most of the last few years, Ellen had no worries about making enough money to qualify for insurance. She'd been getting paid for a commercial that ran and ran because it was terrific. You may have seen it. Even I have seen it. And I kind of never watched TV. Ellen plays both parts in it. She's a call center employee. This is Claire in Phoenix. Can I help you? And she's a woman who's dialed in for customer support. Yes. Great. Correct. Ma'am. This isn't an automated computer. Operator. Ma'am. I'm here. I'm live. Wait, you're real? Yeah. 
With Discover Card, you can talk to a real Ellen had been getting a holding fee to keep her from auditioning for commercials for competitors. And I kind of knew in the back of my mind that like, okay, eventually this holding fee is going to go away because this commercial isn't running anymore. And then last June, she got the call. My agent was like, hey, they're uh, releasing you from the holds. Uh, you're not getting that payment. You're free to audition for other commercials. And I was like, okay, but what about that health insurance? <laughs> yeah, that was in June. She needed to make another $6,000 by the end of December to keep her insurance. And I thought, okay, I've got half the year. Like, that's just booking, like, one other commercial. But that wasn't a sure thing. I mean, she'd done it for years and years, but she wanted to hedge her bets. So she experimented with working as an extra. And... I was getting like pretty consistent work, but also background work does not pay very well. $187 a day. More if there's overtime, but still. It's not that much, especially if you're trying to chip away at like a $6,000 balance. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make this. I knew that it was definitely going to be down to the wire. So that's when I was like, you know what? Maybe we should think about making a movie about this. (laughs) Actually, this was an idea that had kind of been on Drew's shelf for a few years. As a comedy writer for a TV talk show, Drew had gotten his insurance from the Screenwriters Union, the WGA. And then in 2018, that show got canceled. Lucky for Drew, he was married to Ellen by then, so they put him on her SAG insurance. And then after that saga had ended, he had a fun idea. I was like, oh, you know what I should have done is I should have just made a web series called Drew Needs Insurance. And then I was like, well, it's too late. I guess that's an idea that I'm never going to have to do. And then flash forward. They're in the same boat all over again. Except now it's Ellen who's short and nothing to fall back on. I asked if they remember the day when they decided to try making the film. And Drew was like, it was in the OBGYN's office. Yeah, they were pregnant. This was the first doctor's visit. We had gone to the ultrasound. We saw the baby. We heard the heartbeat. We were like, well, that we were, we're having the baby. It's coming. Now they were going to see the doctor talk about next steps. And we had about 20 minutes in that waiting room just sitting there kind of going like, okay, our life's going to change. We got to make some some choices or we got to like figure out like what room are we going to use, all that stuff. But also in the middle of that, we were like, oh, our health insurance is set to run out. Actually, it was going to run out exactly one month before the baby's due date. I was like, well, shit, we need that health insurance. And that's when Ellen said, I think I need to make a movie and we need to do that. So they did. They banged out a script and they brought a friend's production company on board because the union doesn't let you just pay yourself directly. Which brings us to the point in the story where they made that crowdfunding video. It's a comedy about an actress named Ellen and the things she does to get insurance. Things like begging my agent for a job, praying to the gods for a surprise residual check, and even background work. Also, the movie's just about how hard it is to navigate insurance in this country. How'd it come out? That's next. This episode of An Arm and a Leg is produced in partnership with KFF Health News. That's a nonprofit newsroom covering healthcare in America. Their journalism is terrific. It wins all kinds of awards every year. I am honored to work with them. So Ellen and Drew did raise the money, more than $33,000. They actually beat their goal. And the movie itself is delightfully meta. It starts with Ellen the character in her kitchen, in the middle of a conversation with her best friend. Why can't you just pay the difference? Oh yeah, I tried. But I called and they told me that's not allowed. I thought that was the whole thing about health insurance in this country. You have to pay for it. Apparently, not when you want to. If I want to keep my health insurance, I have to book another SAG job by the end of the year. Couldn't you cast yourself in something? Like in what, my own movie? Yeah. I mean, 
I'd have to get funding, write a script, hire a production team, get a payroll company. So just like the real Ellen did, movie Ellen decides to go all out to book another commercial. And if you ever thought it might be fun to take a crack at a career in acting, the audition scene with Ellen and a casting director, that might dissuade you. All right, we'll start on action. And uh, remember, this determines whether or not you can see a doctor in the next year. Yeah, soon we see Ellen looking up Cobra, which... You may have looked up yourself, like if you ever left a job without your next gig and your next insurance lined up. Losing your health insurance? Don't worry. It happens all the time. Cobra is here for you. Cobra is a way for And individual- if you've looked at it, you know, Cobra is expensive. Like average employer coverage for a family costs more than $20,000 a year these days. So that is the price range for Cobra. The after a deadly and venomous snake is just part of the fun and has nothing to do with the fact that it feels like death. You made less money and now you have to pay more. On her agent's advice, Ellen tries background work, another case of art imitating life. And in a scene that really highlights some of the peculiarities about how all this stuff works, she debriefs with her friend over drinks at a bar. How is it? It's not as bad as I thought, but it does not pay very well. You get a lot more if you have a line. And suddenly, another patron in the bar leans into the conversation. Excuse me, did you say you get more money if you have a line? Yeah. Got it. And another patron. Just one line? Yeah. You get more if you have more than five lines, too. Wow. Wow. Now it's everybody in the bar. Wow. 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 The bit about a pay bump is real, of course, including the bump for more than five lines. And just to expand on that for a minute here... Drew experienced the downside of that rule ridiculously, painfully, when he did a one-shot appearance on Orange is the New Black. It was a big, meaty scene, but somehow it wasn't more than five lines. I was a lawyer, and every line was about a half of a page of just legalese. Based on copious witness testimony, the U.S. attorney has charged you and four others with inside. But that is how a line gets defined in this situation. As long as nobody interrupts you, there's also evidence that directly implicates you. In a monologue is just one line and a role with five lines or less gets called an under five. That you created and maintained a secret riot bunker. And I was like, this is an under five. I was like, OK, well, there we go. I'll just lecture for two pages. I've negotiated a plea deal for you. We have still not gotten to the end of Drew's first line in this scene. Do you understand? Back in the film, the Ellen character is still freaking out when she shows up for a doctor's appointment. Has your insurance changed? No, but it might soon, so I wanted to make sure that you all would still take it. Well, we take most insurances, so I'm sure we'll be fine. Great. Um, I was looking on the California Insurance Exchange. Uh, no. Excuse me? No, we, we don't take that. Ouch. And then in the doctor's office, in another echo of Ellen and Drew's real-life story, Ellen, the character, gets an ultrasound. Congratulations. And she flashes back to that first scene with her friend. Couldn't you cast yourself in something? Like in what? My own movie? My own movie? And of course, that's where she decides she's going to do this. On her way out, she tells the receptionist, My insurance is not going to change. You can count on it. Um, okay. When I saw the movie, I did not know that Ellen Hahn had been pregnant when they were making it. We never brought it up in crowdfunding, but then when we were making the movie, we were like, let's just use real life. Not only was it real, it felt like the easiest way to, to, to explain it. They shot the movie over three days in December 2022. And making this film on 33000 and change was 
a feat on its own. They paid 15 actors and a crew, and there was a location to rent and equipment. You've got to pay for food to feed your cast and crew. And especially, you know, everyone is kind of working a little bit under their rate. So you want to buy them good food and you want to make sure. You've heard some of the results. I won't spoil the rest. It is a very enjoyable 13 minutes. We'll have a link wherever you're listening to this. With the movie wrapped by New Year's, Ellen qualified for her insurance. So she was on it when their baby Bruce was born a few weeks early. We spent three weeks in the NICU. And the entire time that we were in the hospital with him, we just kept saying, I'm so glad we have insurance. I'm so glad we have insurance. I'm so glad we have insurance. Just a few weeks after Bruce was born, Drew's union, the Writers Guild, went on strike. Then Ellen's union went on strike, too. We took Bruce to his very first picket when he was like two months old. And I've been going like about once a week to picket with him. So everybody knows him at the Disney picket location. (laughs) He's a little union baby. We say the joke, he went straight from labor to labor action. (laughs) (laughs) No joke, though. The SAG strike meant there was less work for actors in 2023, fewer chances to earn money and qualify for insurance. So the union health plan extended a grace period to help keep folks from getting cut off. And a new law in California lets workers who are on strike get subsidized insurance from the state's Obamacare exchange. Meanwhile, Ellen managed to book another commercial because only TV shows and movies were targeted by the strike, not ads. So their family's set for next year, too. It's a happy ending for now. But this seems like an exhausting merry-go-round to stay on for the rest of your life. I asked Ellen and Drew how they felt about it. So something that has been nice about the strike has been talking to a bunch of our friends about how hard it's gotten over the last several years to make a living doing this. I was like in my late 20s when I got the SAG health insurance for the first time. I thought like, great, like this is it. And that was almost 10 years ago. But somehow getting consistent work actually got harder over time. And that felt personal. It was like feeling like emotionally like, there's something wrong with me that I am not making the amount of money that I made earlier in my career. And so honestly, that has been a nice part of the strike has been realizing that this is happening to all of us. It's not just happening to me. It's really hard. And it's not just hard for actors and writers. My brother works in tech and like, I think the nature of employment across many industries has changed. And like, there isn't really that same job security that there used to be when like my parents were coming up. So Drew thinks back to the time years ago when he first quit his day job to write and perform full time. And it was touch and go at first, like week to week. It could feel precarious. I had a kind of a down week and I was like, maybe it's time to get a real day job like my brother. And right that week, he got laid off. He's found another job. He's figured it out. But it was that moment where I was like, oh, there's no job that you can just get and be like, now I'm set with health insurance. So that's a long answer to say, I don't think we're leaving the entertainment industry anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah, we've kind of put all of our chips on the table. And like Drew said, fewer of us these days have jobs where we don't have to worry about where our health insurance is coming from or if it's going to be any good. I mean, if more of us had that kind of security, I would literally never have started making the show. I mean, there'd be no reason to make it. But of course, five years in, I do not expect to run out of material. As we publish this episode, we've also just put out an installment of our first aid kit newsletter. This one sums up and updates all our best advice about how to pick the least crappy health insurance for you. I've learned a lot in five years. And we're able to share what we've learned because you've been supporting us. And if you can, 
This is the absolute best moment to pitch in. Because right now, every dollar you give, up to $1,000 per person, gets matched. So thanks to Newsmatch and the Institute for Nonprofit News, every dollar you give us counts for double. The place to go is armandalegshow.com slash support. That's armandalegshow.com slash support. We'll be back in three weeks with part one of a big investigative story we've been working on pretty much all year. I mean, talk about learning a ton. It's been a wild ride. And we've been able to do that and we'll be able to share the results with you because of your support. I'm super thankful. So I'll leave you with that address one more time. com slash support. Thank you. I'll catch you in three weeks. Till then, take care of yourself. This episode of An Arm and a Leg was produced by Emily Pisacreta and me, Dan Weissman, edited by Dave Shaw. Daisy Rosario is our consulting managing producer. Adam Raimonda is our audio wizard. Our music is by Dave Weiner and Blue Dot Sessions. Gabrielle Healy is our managing editor for audience. She edits the First Aid Kit newsletter. B. Bosco is our consulting director of operations. Sarah Balma is our operations manager. And Arm and a Leg is produced in partnership with KFF Health News. That's a national newsroom producing in-depth journalism about healthcare in America and a core program at KFF, an independent source of health policy research, polling, and journalism. You can learn more about KFF Health News at armandalegshow.com slash KFF. Zach Dyer is senior audio producer at KFF Health News. He's editorial liaison to this show. Big thanks to the Institute for Nonprofit News for serving as our fiscal sponsor, allowing us to accept tax-exempt donations. You can learn more about INN at inn.org. And now for one of my favorite parts of the gig, giving a shout out to some of the people who've come aboard to support this show in the last few weeks. Thanks this time to Brent Barenko, MD, Marv and Rosellen Hoffman, Kent Doherty, Christy Losher, Jim Hitch, Katarina Hathaway, David Anderson, Barry Dorans, Diane Gorsica, Mary Uva, Susan O'Connor Wright, Sylvia Fink, Barbara Cuneo, Emmy the Brooklyn Wonder Dog, Damian Archbold, Ed Sachs, Paula Bartholomew, Margaret S. Dubin, Nancy Harrington, Michael Grubbs, Luke Messick, Kathy Ryan, Barbara Walton, Caitlin Malouk, Dustin Granger, Cindy Peterson, Frida and Roy Furman, Paul Downey, Aaron McCormick, Mike Ulrich, Scott Saren, Michael Bodine, and Patricia Kelmar. Thank you so much.